Welcome to Creation and the Creator podcast. This is our new uh, podcast series from the Sanctuary First Green Christian Network. And in this podcast, we will explore how we as Christians can play our part in caring for God's creation in this time of climate crisis. And it can seem totally overwhelming on what we can do uh, to make a difference and, and where can we actually start. So in this first podcast of the series, we are going to be focusing on something small, small things that we can do, you know, in our lives, where we are right now. Now, for those of you that don't know me, I am Laura Dagen, and to help me to explore um, this, to explore all of this, I have with me Laura Miller from the Sanctuary First community. Welcome, Laura. Hello. Good to good to be part of this. Thank you, Laura. So this new series has actually been on my heart for a very long time. So it has because I am so passionate about environmental issues, which a lot of you will know from um, reading uh, the daily worship. Um, and and I'm so I'm so passionate about environmental issues, and and it makes me so sad and actually so angry as well that we humans are are destroying God's creation. Uh, so people will barely read that from from the Sanctuary First website. But Laura, I would really love to know, love to get a you know for the the wider community to get a wee sense of you. Can you introduce yourself to them? Um, because I know that you are actually just as passionate about caring for God's creation. Thanks, Laura. Um, yes, um, I am a mum, and um, I have in the last couple of years part of caring for the environment round about me I've started growing a garden um, and I started very small um, and um, and now it's become now it's become more than that it's become something bigger than just growing the plants oh wow well actually a garden is a great place to start you know thinking about how we can care for God's creation you know, it can be really overwhelming, you know, to know where we can, you know, begin to care for the environment, you know, and to do our wee bit. So you're a keen gardener, Laura. So and so I'm thinking that you do think that the garden is an accessible place to start in this journey, you know, for someone who is, you know, really unsure. So is it a good place to start? Well, it's definitely been a great place for me to begin I was given mm -hmm. a gift a number of years ago, pack of seeds, and I was given a baby plant, a little red currant bush. And at that time, I would not have described myself as a gardener. But, you know, once I planted those seeds and I saw them growing, um, and I started off with one of the easiest to grow, which is nasturtiums. And nasturtium seeds, um, are they're often where people begin. Yes. Once I saw those flowers develop, it was like something also woke up inside of me and I realised that I had the gift of having a, a garden in which I could grow things. But you know, Laura, I then had to then start thinking, how do I plan for this, knowing that um, it takes time and it takes money mm -hmm. um, in order to not just start a garden, but 
keep it going. Yes. Uh-huh. Because it's um it can be very expensive. So what um what would you suggest then for, for people who like they're saying it's not just a climate crisis we're in, we're actually in a cost of living crisis as well. And I, I'd love to get gardening, but I don't have the I don't have the spare income. So is there things that people can do? Absolutely. Um, I think for me, I would say what's helped the most is look at some of the resources that are online so that you can get some ideas going. Um, there's no reason why you couldn't start doing a garden indoors, never mind outdoors. Mm-hmm. I would say that if everybody had a shot of growing one thing, if they grew one herb inside the house, then that's a start. And starting it is you need something so you can see the result of one thing to then make you go, well, I wonder if I could do something more than this. Yeah, it was actually herbs that that, that kind of got me started um, because I, I liked the idea of, um, I wanted to be gardening, you yes. know, but um, I thought, oh, I didn't really know where to start, but I thought if I get into the herbs, but then it, it kind of pushed me on and then I wanted, I started this year, I've started growing vegetables yeah. and some fruit with mixed results, you know, the weather has not been, you know, um, too kind you know um so um so yes so you mentioned there as well Laura about actually growing indoors because that might be what some of your listeners are thinking they're like I you know I would love to but I don't have space I live in a flat uh, I don't have a garden um so as what, what's good do you think for growing inside that would help people get that sense of caring for a plant I think that if you start with um, either you get just get yourself a, a packet of seeds um, or get yourself started with some of the, the baby plants that you can get from the garden centres. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say this is because I have seen many of my seeds not get very far and um, expect to see some growth. And if you're, you know, if things go well, then you've got something you you can start eating quickly. Do you know one of my favourite things just now is, you know how everybody grows cress yes. um, as a child? Uh-huh. Um, this year I discovered that if you grow cress and you grow it on soil and you keep it going, you actually can keep a, have a plant that keeps going and keeps giving. And that's important is to have at least one of your projects giving mm-hmm. you something back reasonably quickly so that you've got, a heart investment in in continuing because it's actually there's a lot of discouragement that come come as well and many of the environmental issues that are going on around about us just now mm-hmm. um, are complex so I think it's good to be ready to do something simple but be aware it, it will bring up complex questions yeah because um I know I like see whenever my my spinach so I had planted spinach and uh, I had uh, so the spinach and the lettuce and I was really looking forward to this and they were starting to grow really well but then we had the the, the really strong heat wave yes and they bolted yes and it gave me I was so disappointed you know because yep. I'd been really looking forward to it but it gave me an insight actually to what troubles 
like our brothers and sisters around the world are facing. You know, so it's all right for me. I can go and buy a bag of spinach, you know, to eat or a bag of lettuce or um or you know, the the, the loose leaf. But actually there's families around the world that are growing, but what they're growing they need to they need to sustain themselves. They need it to eat or to sell, to have income. And when their crops fail, that's that. The interesting thing for growing a garden for me is how over time it's not just developed my skills and I've learnt, like I could sit and talk for ages about here's all the things that are problem solving Mm -hmm. for plant growing. But for me, garden growing has become far more than that. It's become an avenue to help me feel connected connected to the environment round about me. Mm-hmm. It's helped me feel connected to people round about me. And just like you're saying, Laura, you know, the interesting thing is there is nothing like actually watching the disappointment of trying to grow something and it doesn't work the way you hoped to make you think more about the people round about you. It's yeah. actually really helped my prayer life. Uh-huh. And um, I think that's, that's one of these interesting things that we were given creation to 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 take care of. Mm-hmm. We were given creation to be part of. And by being actually involved in physical, actual earth and seeds and soil yeah. has helped me, especially during times where I have found it really difficult. Some of life just now is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Some of life so much of life is overwhelming just now there are genuine tragedies going on round about us and as much as it's exciting to see things grow and develop in my hands and see them and sometimes get to taste the results yeah the actual process itself of not always seeing things work has actually become a source of encouragement yeah because it's become a place where i can pour my heart and soul out to god Mm -hmm. If we feel absolutely distraught over our little baby lettuces and our little yeah. spinach not coming to fruition, then doesn't that give us opportunity to then think, how can I then reach out to the people round about me, to the world round about me and be part of our purpose? Yes. And our purpose is to have creation, to enjoy it, but to also use it to bless each other and actually love each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. Because I do know, like, I myself, you know, was... It, it made me so aware of the, the environmental impact, you know, on on the land um, and then on habitats and, and then how it affected, like, humans and their capacity for, you know, to be able to, to live sustainably. And the other thing that I've been thinking about as well is, is like this is a season, uh, like we're going into autumn, and so like I've just been, you know, you have to prune back, you know, and actually I find pruning very difficult. You know, I like abundance and growth and all this life, and I find pruning very challenging, and so I'm making this what you're talking about. You know, it's like, you know, it's not just gardening. It's becoming, you know, it's like, it's like there's something reverent about it. You know, it's meditative, it's contemplative. You know, you're bringing things before God. And so the pruning 
I am I'm actually doing as a I'm doing that actually as a as an exercise with God. It's like a prayer and I'm like pruning like the plants back and I'm at the same time thinking, right, well God, what do I need to prune from my life? You know, what do you know, where is the pruning needed? Um, what are you going to grow in place? What do I need to let go of? And so it's it's not just gardening, you know, and nope. it's not, you know, and we're not just thinking here about, um, we're, we're not just caring for, we're not just thinking about the environment, you know, there's something really holistic about it all, you know, because it beca- it does, it becomes part of your, your worship to God, it becomes, you know, part of your caring for the creation, but you're caring for yourself spiritually and physically and mentally and yeah, something very holistic about it and it's you know you think god's given us you know this planet to care for as we care for ourselves absolutely i find that when i'm actually out in my garden is that i would describe it as having a communication as having Mm -hmm. a conversation and i think we are meant to have those conversations with nature i think we're meant to have those conversations with nature so that we are ready to nature's got a harsh way of of showing us yeah what's going on round about us mm-hmm. and perhaps some of the sustainability that we want to en- enjoy um with nature is 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 helping us to look at the the challenges we're now looking at challenges that we never thought we would see um in our country mm-hmm. um of real challenges with poverty real challenges of sustaining our own actual day-to-day yeah so mm-hmm. for me that conversation is is about having that conversation with nature and with with god and something there's something about actually getting involved and you know for some people laura maybe it won't be growing plants just now yeah maybe for them just now it's noticing and enjoying what they've actually got round about them and and being able to participate that way. Because I think yes. everybody's got the mm-hmm. ability to participate in enjoying. Yes. Uh-huh. Because like I myself, like myself and my dad, you know, we've got seasonal adjustment disorder, both of us. Mm. And in the autumn and the winter, you know, we we ourselves have found that if we're growing things indoors and outdoors if we're able you know it helps our mental health it helps us you know and I need to be outside you know like uh, people that are regulars you know in the sanctuary first community know I've got dogs I need to have you know I take the dogs walks you know and I, I've you know I'm at the stables with Chico um I need to be outside you know in the autumn and winter or I'd, or I'd get really really down you know so for me you know having a healthy environment is essential, you know, for me, just for my mental health, it's really essential. And and that um being able to, you know, just being able to get outside. But for some people, I do know what you said about noticing, they might not in this season, you know, it might just be enough for them to get out for a walk, to notice the changes in the season. Um, like during COVID, I was really aware, you know, when we were able to get out for our daily walk, you know, to be able to, that's what kept me going, like mentally was this, like, actually the change of the season and noticing it, and it slowed me down, and it kept me calm, you know, and so 
people might not be able to do anything right now, but they can maybe be preparing. You know, they might be thinking ahead. But just now, it's just, yeah, let's just get out and take notice of God's creation. And thinking about our mental health, Laura, I was wondering if, like, does being in the garden help with your mental well-being? Well, you know, it's hard for me to talk about this um, without getting really emotional because um, there was a period of time in the last couple of years um, after after all the, the lockdowns, mm-hmm. I, I think the garden actually came became to me a place of safety. I think that I needed to be able to actually see the greenery round about me uh-huh. whilst I was trying to work on my mental health. Um, I think there would be, I think everybody has had at least something happen to their mental health. Um, and for me, it, it, was, it, it was a very serious level of of needing support yes, and something about actually being involved. I, but the interesting thing is it was not just the growing. Mm-hmm. It was also the adapting to the seasons. You know, we were talking about winter. Uh-huh. We're about to head into the one of the, for me, the hardest seasons is winter. Yes. And there's something about a garden that actually says to you, look, Winter is also a time where it might not look like anything's going on, but actually there's lots going on. And winter is a time of preparation. Yeah. And a, a time where I think it's very difficult to sow seeds of hope into a, any project. Mm-hmm. Then it's great to be involved with something that just feeds me and fills me up. Um, because Laura, I know for 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 you, I don't know what it's like to to have a horse, <laughs> um, but um, there's something about it, isn't there, that that um, can help just feed your own spirit in order to encourage you on during yes. times where actually, you know, we were talking about harvesting today. Yes. Well, sometimes the harvest is not plenty. Yes. Um, and as all of us are facing times where maybe what we hoped for in life hasn't actually taken place yeah um well that's what i'm hoping you know you mm-hmm. and i are hoping to talk about sustainability yes. and that's what i really hope people can hear from this is uh-huh. um part of it is getting um on with physical projects but also it's about sowing into people's hearts and lives for for the sustainability of their lives yes yes that's it it's taking a, a a holistic approach. Yes. Yes. Now, Laura, you are a disabled woman. Yes. And have you had um, access challenges in your garden? And and how have you overcome them, if you have? Um, I have had many access challenges in the garden. It's actually what put me off for a long period of time. I was... I, I struggle with my balance and I struggle with my mobility. Mm-hmm. So if anybody came to my garden, it's not nice and neat um, like a lot of gardens can look. Um, but I've, I've used that hopefully to both my benefit and the garden's benefit. Um, there are approaches that you can use. Um, there are ways that you can um, use. I, I don't know what I've done is most of, most of my garden I can crawl around. Um, which doesn't sound very dignified, but it works for me. Um, 
and um, it's something I would love to talk about uh, more mm -hmm. in terms of actually the practicals. But I think it's just important for people to hear that um, if you have physical difficulty in doing things, mm -hmm. then it sometimes is time to look at doing things in a different, adapted way. Yes. And um, you know, there's many people just now who that's going to really resonate mm -hmm. with. Um, so um, it's you know, there are many ways of doing one thing. Yeah. So so yes, be be mm -hmm. open. Be open to, to the challenges, be open to the solutions mm -hmm. because they're sometimes not quite how you thought they would be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's that way it is, it's because uh, it kind of flows into as well. Like, uh, you know, we have to, you know, being accessible and and I think for us to do something different in the world, because the way we've been doing things actually hasn't worked. You know, so using your example, actually, we could all be thinking about doing things differently you know especially as we look after god's creation you know like actually like think well how do we live differently than the way we have been well imagine the challenges that um, as soon as you say the word environment and as mm -hmm. soon as you say the word creation well everything that's on the news right now says it's impossible mm -hmm. it's impossible for us to do anything to help with the physical environment around about us because if it's not fire then it's rain yes and if it's not rain it's earthquake and in the same way that we are trying to build lives with sustainable hope mm -hmm. then that means being ready to be adaptable and that's i know that it sounds might sound like how do you explain what that actually means well it means being ready to be adaptable yes do you know i've learned about i don't know how many techniques and i've had to twist and change them every single season the last couple of years um and sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't work yeah right but it's just it's giving it a go it's giving it a uh -huh. go um and being being prepared for um being prepared for the fact that um in an unpredictable time mm-hmm then one of the ways to help with that is to go, how can I bend into that? How can yes. I lean into that? Uh -huh. It's unpredictable. I can't predict what's going to happen. So how do you lean into that? Because that will help protect you against some of the disappointment. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, Laura, I was wondering, has, um, and we've touched on some of it, but I was wondering, has gardening inspired you to further actions to care for God's creation? Well, this is the fun part to talk about for me is and I am now at the point where I could give little bunches of flowers to friends. I can start making things to give to people. Um, the garden itself has been a place where we've invited people to come and have time outside. Mm -hmm. So I actually see the garden as an opportunity to have fellowship. Yes. Um, and to in order to, to grow community itself. Mm -hmm. And growing community just now is trying to go against the the difficulty of many people are feeling lost and lonely and stuck in their houses just now. Yeah. Um, so it's it's finding imaginative ways and creative ways of doing that. And and I'm very pleased to say I'm at the point I can actively do that and enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's wonderful. 
and uh, I am um, I've been blessed to to be able to enjoy the garden with you. Um, I've especially enjoyed seeing your adaptations and how you've used like ordinary items and you've recycled. Um, and I know it's taking time to build it up, but it's established and it's growing and it's flourishing and it is, it's just, it is a, it's a wee oasis of calm within the city. It's just, and I think it's really inspiring um, for us. And that's why I thought this is what we need for the first podcast of the series, you know, to be thinking about, you know, sustainable, you know, sustainable gardening and especially like looking at your garden. Um, and, and friends, you can um, see um, Laura um, showing us uh, around the garden and showing us uh, some uh, composting and uh, uh, harvesting as well on um, the video that accompanies um, this first uh, podcast. Um, it has been an absolute delight, Laura, to chat with you about your garden so thank you, thank you. well thank you for your time mm -hmm. and uh, thank you for showing us around um we uh, have a challenge um for everybody um at home we hope that um you when you watch the video that you too will um send in some photos of your garden um send in photos and videos perhaps of your composting um, and also of any vegetables or fruit that you have been harvesting. Um, we really hope and pray that you have been inspired um, by this first podcast of the series and also the video um, and that you would like to continue on the journey with us um, because it's not just a podcast, it's not just a video. We are also going to be having a monthly, a monthly group um, a monthly um, online networking group, the Green Christian uh, Networking Group, um, where we will uh, meet monthly. We will encourage each other in our actions. We'll discuss things that have came up in the podcast and the video series. Um, and we'll also be actually looking at God's Word. We're going to be discussing the Bible and actually just how important it is to God that we care for his creation. Um, so I really hope that you will join us for, for this. We'll be meeting monthly. If you would like more details, please do get in touch. Uh, the details to get involved, um, accompany um, this podcast. Um, and we look forward to seeing you then. So until next time, friends, take care and bye for now.